podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a view from the bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for kingdomofthegiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 20th of February, 2024. My name is Patrick Smith. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter. And you can also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all of your normal podcast providers. If you're watching on YouTube, join in on the chat box, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. We love interacting and hearing what you have to say about the show on this week's show. Um, it was a loss in Altrigan, but we hit back with a shutout at home. Mixed fortunes against the storm and a lot to look over. Uh, we'll, we'll hit those in a minute. Uh, Kieran Long will be popping by. Um, Fife and Nottingham are this week's opponents, and we'll have some news and all that crack. We were hoping to have Shane Owen on the show. Unfortunately, he's unable now to join us, but we will be doing an interview with him later in the week. And we'll be sure that on our socials. I'll come back to that later in the show. Um, like I say, if you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, uh, get involved in the chat box. Send us messages. I'm monitoring uh, Twitter and stuff like that. There'll be a part later in the show. We're going to take your comments and your discussion points. We'll have a wee chat around those. I'm delighted to be joined by a lineup that rivals the definition of Saturday night. Uh, how are you doing, sis? <laughs> Very good, Patrick. Yeah, how you doing? Says you're right. Did you get? Uh, did you go straight to Devonish after um the after the show? No. After the show, was it David? Question. Delay, he was in Belfast. No, that's no, a big delay get on his uh, feed. There, I don't know what's going. <laughs> I was playing. Uh, I was playing snooker with Roy the Builder on Saturday night. I've got an alibi. Ah, dear. Um. And Mr. Majemsey, uh, one thing I just wanted to give I just want to give you a bit of the floor here because um, oh my Saturday was uh, was not just a day for for hockey. You made your final appearance for your your true love in Dundonald. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, tell us about it, mate. No, no, <laughs> a oh. tough one. Uh, it was. It was. Um... Listen, it was a really lovely day. I've been playing adult football for the guts of 30 years and, and I've played for some good teams, some not so good teams. But um, I've been in England, obviously, 10 years or so. But like my heart's always going to be in Dundonald and they were very, very good to me to let me go and play one more time for them. And it, it meant an awful lot. I just didn't oh, buy out. Just that was a, it was a really good experience and I appreciate Bowed it. Bowed as captain and with a goal, I believe. I got one from the penalty spot. Yes, they got the uh, they got a penalty and they talked me into it. Was <laughs> look, it hit the back of net. That's all. It that's all it counts. The the goalie pushed it in the top corner. It wasn't going in the top corner, but he he threw it in the top corner for me. So uh, yes, <laughs> ready They gave me the armband, scored a goal for my beloved and Donald, and and it's now time to concentrate on the girls and and their sports on a Saturday afternoon. I've been pretty selfish for the last twenty odd years, keeping going, but. I'm very fortunate at 48 to still be able to play at a decent standard and only ever had the one bad injury. I don't know if I ever told you about it, but... Uh, 
Did you? I, 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 I broke my leg back in 2013, so I was lucky to get another listen. I got another Shit. 10 years. I got another 10 years after that, and, and thanks for, for mentioning it, Patty. But yes, it's still quite close to the surface there, the pain. <laughs> so it is. Mate, mate, retirement's a tough thing when it comes to sport. But uh, it's mate, I, I, I talk. I, actually, this podcast is quite a good. Um, I talk to players often about when the lights go out, you know, the, that brilliant podcast that's on, on BBC Five Live about how players that have dealt with spoke actually Dustin Jonner, Paddy, that or says that lovely chat we had with Jonner the other week. How you deal with, and I know this is on a completely different level because I'm Dave, I'm amateur football, these are professionals, but in some ways, when you've done it for so long, when you've done it as a boy and then right through your man, like from I've been four years old, I've been playing organized football and it becomes intrinsically a part of you. And whenever you try to think to stop, because I wish I'd stopped a few years ago, but it just couldn't. I didn't know. I, I, I struggled with the mental side of what I was going to be after I wasn't Davy the footballer anymore, even though it's only an amateur, you know. But I struggled with that and just I came, it came at a really nice time for me to say now's a good time to stop. And, and, and Donald were amazing to me at the weekend. Our great experience to be able to do it. And it's all over, mate. But yeah, I appreciated it. It was great. No, mate, listen. Absolutely! Congratulations on a on a on a sparkling career, and uh, <laughs> yeah. the um, I, I just thought it's well worth mentioning it, Freddie. Nice one. Thank you, thank you. Uh, right, um, let's get cracking. Let's I'm all right too, Paddy. Oh, so, well, I started. He went to you first. I went to you I first. I can't remember. Look, I'm just raising <laughs> that wee gimp. That wee gimp there, um, David McGimsey, as it keeps on coming up on my phone. Um, when you ask them to call, the, 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 the Siri does not recognize my accent when I say can call Davy McGimsey. I have to say Davy McGimsey, but that's besides the point. He didn't tell me that he was playing on Saturday because I went and watched him. I sat in the house Saturday afternoon doing nothing. So, and I went and watched him, but um, unfortunately, he didn't brilliant. tell me he was playing. I was brilliant too. You thought it was bad, didn't you? <laughs> what a bit of chicken. Him. Yeah, I seen the chicken and, and beans. Um, and I'm going, what? what? I said one last time, and I'm going, What's he doing? What, what? And I tried to, I tried to send him a text. Didn't hear from him for about five hours, and then all of a sudden, I seen that he's right. Okay, Makes sense. I know this. I know this is a, a podcast with the Belfast Giants, but I suppose there's a little bit of us as well. I always had chicken and beans, Paddy, pre-match meal before every football game for the last thirty years. Chicken and beans. So I'd, I'd had my chicken and beans on Saturday pre-game, and I took a picture of him one last time. And Taff thought it was, <laughs> Taff thought it was dying. He's texted says says texted me. I didn't reply. He thought it popped my clogs, but it turned out it was just having a game of football, so it wasn't that bad. Mate, chicken and beans, just for uh, like a pre-match. Shearer did it. Same, 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 same as Shearer. Shearer? Uh, Shearer? Uh, he did all right. Yeah, never heard of him. And talking um, to Shearers, we've got a Shearer on tonight. <laughs> Let's get to that straight away. Um, the, the, um, there's a reason which I'll come to when we bring him in. We won't. We'll, we'll deal with the Manchester game shortly. But we are joined right now, top of the show, by the Ooh. one, the only, Kieran Long. How are you, mate? All good, lads. All good. How are we all? <laughs> all good. You okay, mate? It's a, a bit of a, a bit of a ticking time bomb in your house at the minute. Yeah, you know we generated uh, his jabs today, so he's a bit Ooh. unhappy with everything. That's going on today, so it's, uh, it's been a stressful day, nonetheless. I hated well, that part. Sorry, oh, buddy. Man. See, watching watching Jasmine getting injections from, uh, and then turn her eyes out. I, I mean, I'm I hate needles. I'm really not good with needles mm -hmm. at all. 
So trying to watch the the needle, you know, go into Pearson Herbie's skin when you know, God, it's 19 years ago now. But um, I just wanted to rip the, the doctor's head off. Um, so <laughs> kind of like guys, like. Yeah, that yeah, wasn't too pleasant watching, that's for sure. No, it's uh, yeah, it, it really isn't. I remember, like, I think I think it was Declan got one on each arm on the same day, and it was just oh, just horrible time. But that was going to be my first question, mate. Congratulations on um, on the little one. Um, how are you finding the juggle of fatherhood, working, and hockey? Yeah, you know, it's um, I mean, I have to thank Hannah a lot because she's taken a lot of the the fall with Joni. You know, she has some long stressful days whereas i'm able to sneak out the house play hockey go to work and then come back to a baby that's cried himself out throughout the day so he's been all right during the evenings so um but yeah single parents is why i don't know how anybody does it like it's crazy amount of stress and effort and yeah props to anyone absolutely give us your um give us your take on the weekend or the weekend the last week the two games against the manchester storm yeah, so if we go back to Wednesday, yeah, like the the first two periods of Manchester, I mean, probably two of the best periods, I think, as a Belfast team we've ever played in, in Manchester. And then you know how it goes in bench, anything. I think there was a previous year we were up maybe even 5 nothing, 5-1, man, I remember. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Um, but, yeah, so anything can happen in that rink within, like, a, literally a – switch of a light bulb um but yeah so it's just i don't even think it was a sloppy third i think it was just more like a goal we conceded a goal and then it was like maybe a slight bit of panic snuck in but then yeah i think we just need to try and be a little bit more composed in those instances you know coming up uh towards playoffs we're gonna have to be able to finish off games that were up only by a goal or two is, is it a lessons learned thing longer? Because I was talking to Patty. It was a Patty. It was just at the very, very start of the third period. I was confident. Like we had first ten minutes aside, which went sort of both ways. Both teams had chances. The second ten minutes of the first period and the whole of the second period, like I felt they were almost dominant and a little bit like Coventry pre Christmas and a couple of other really strong second periods we'd had. And everybody was up for the third period and I didn't see and Patty said to me this rink is chaotic. Anything can happen. So don't count your chickens yet. And three minutes later, we're three, two down. It was just like, what happened? Is that just a lessons yeah. learned going down the stretch here? Yeah, it's definitely lessons learned. And, you know, we, we went into that game. I mean, we had a handful of guys. So even like OC's been with us the last full season. And that was his first time in Manch. Um, you know, there was a, it was a, a good few guys first time in Manchester. So to get it so late on in the season... You know, it is a bit of a different... That, I mean, it's not an excuse, but it's, you know, it, to have the experience of playing in such a small rink, to let go into, like, the big ones, it's, it is crucial. And, yeah, you know, I think... I guess guys just weren't expecting things to happen that quick. And I guess, too, obviously from the Sunday night, we'd had a fairly decent weekend the previous weekend. We'd lost Nas, we'd lost David Goodwin, we'd lost... Hank. Oh, Hank, Hank as well. So there's a little bit of adversity as well there. Yeah, definitely. I know it was uh, what we had. We lost those three boys and gained the GB boys back. It was so it was a bit like, well, we didn't really gain oh, a whole lot back because we lost bodies and gained pretty much the same amount of people back. Um, but yeah, you know, last season's been pretty tough with injuries. I mean, 
you can write write itself with bloody Taff even breaking his leg. I mean, <laughs> yeah, not many, yeah. not many yeah. teams equipment guys are going to break their legs. Um, but you know, yeah, this that's just part of the journey, and you know, I, I still believe that we we've got a good journey ahead of us. Hi, Karen, big fan. Um, the um, you know, when we're looking around the the locker room, and you. you You've got guys there who you, you've been around a long time now. Obviously, you know you're, you're getting on a bit. Um, but <laughs> when you when you've got you know you've got a lot of guys there, um, and because of the, the the history we've had over the last few years and winning, and now having to have in the air in your chest, how much of added responsibility do you feel that you're passing? Not so much knowledge down to them, but you, you literally because you, you do go think about things the right way. You know, you, you work hard in practice, you work hard in games. Um, but how do you translate that to the guys that are coming in who maybe never won before? Yeah, you know, mm. um, it's I just try to do what I do, you know, I try not to change a whole lot. Um, but I always try to lead by example by you know, working hard in practice, and I'm a big believer in that how you practice is how you preach um so yeah and like the systems have worked and and we even through this year we've we've seen that the systems work it's just sometimes you know with the different lines and stuff coming in because of injuries and stuff you lose a bit of chemistry and you know we need lines like you know our top lines usually the last couple of years have pretty much played together the whole season so yeah it's uh it's a tough one but yeah i would just Trying to tell the boys during practice, work hard and stuff will happen. You see where obviously where we're at this year and, and you know, we're again we've been spoiled over the last few years, you know. Yeah, we've been behind and, and ultimately like I think it's fair to say Sheffield are, are romping away with things at the minute. But as you go down the stretch and you know with was it sixteen games left, I think it is, sixteen, seventeen games left, um, ten of them at home. Um, and when you're looking at, at, at trying to create a bit more consistency, um, and, and you, you know, you win two games last weekend, you go into Nottingham, into Manchester in a really strong position, 2 0 up, get beat 5 2, get them back to the arena, come out with a 3 0 result um, in your favour, and obviously move on to the next one. But we, it is, we need to get on that run. We need to start getting guys healthy, and hopefully, we're not far away from a few of them getting back in the lineup very, very soon. But it is. It's important that we do try and find some consistency going into those last, technically and hopefully, four games of the season. Oh yeah, massively. You know, even so, like the the year we lost it in playoffs when we only got a double. Um, you know, that was that was a learning curve. You know, it's hard. You know, we win the league and you have that celebration of winning the league, and then it's like, oh, so much pressure's taken off of you, and then you're almost. It's a hard, like, you, obviously you, you want to win the game, like the playoff game, but, you know, it's because that league title is so stressful throughout the whole year and whatnot, it kind of, there's like a, a little bit of a release after winning the league. Um, so then we learned in the playoffs that we we didn't play our best game that year. So, yeah, I think Cardiff did deserve to win in the end. Um, but then we learned for the next year that, you know, you, we got we had to stay focused and not get too excited with winning the league and the cup kind of thing. And then I think I speak speaking to Georgie. He uh did they did Georgie's Belfast team win the league pretty early on? 
yes, because oh no, it was um, was that the failure? George George won up the fail, yeah, in 05, yeah. Where they went to the playoff final, playoff semi final, playoff semi final, but one of the relatively early on. Yeah, so he he was just saying like how difficult it was, like they won the league so early, and then it was like everyone kind of not fully shut down, but then come towards the playoffs, you can't just switch it back on. So it was like that's that's a nice little tool to to have in your head to try and get the boys like right, we can't just switch it on when it comes to playoffs. We need to start building that consistency now. What's the frustration? There, there must be a level of frustration because obviously, you know, we go through last number of years and, and the successes that we've had and there are reasons behind where we are right now, but there must be a high level of frustration that that's the case. Um, yeah, oh, oh, there's always, always going to be frustration. I mean, no matter who you play for or, or, or where you're playing, you know, everybody wants to win, right? No one plays mm. just for the sake of playing. Um so yeah, there's definitely levels of frustration, but at the same time, you have to try your best not to let those little things slip into your head and affect what could happen in the future kind of thing. We have a question come in from Stephen Mills there, watching live. He says, how much harder is it to get prepped for a game when you have a baby at home? Always wonder to see him for Besco. Congratulations again. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, I've, I've never really been too uh, superstitious, so, you know, Pretty easy for me, in all honesty. I'm not a huge napper. I mean, I'm well. I nap now once I get the away games in because I need, I need <laughs> take, take take them when you can get them, man. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, it's just I try and just you know try not to let anything affect me mentally through the hockey kind of thing. You know, I try to switch my brain on once I'm at the rink. Talk me through the rest this week, Longer, a couple of days off and, and then Thursday back really at it, tuning in for a couple of big games this weekend. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll be, probably go for, a, I'm, well, I'm working tomorrow anyway, so get booked in, people. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, we'll just, you know, practice hard. Um, we've got five at home, Nottingham away, is it, this weekend? Um so, you know, we'll focus on those games, do our video and stuff. And, uh, yeah, do our homework and get ready for it. Well, as you say, it's about getting a little bit of momentum, a little bit of positivity. And and I guess hoping that some of these bodies that are, are still sitting on the sidelines, the likes of the captain sitting on the sidelines, it's another week chipped off, ticked off the, you know, towards his recovery. Yeah, and, you know, he, he's going to be a huge impact coming back, you know. And if we manage to get Princey back as well, that's two two big bodies. You know, they both block shots, drive pucks deep, you know, they're, they're, they're power forwards. And, you know, power forwards are crucial to the way we play. So, yeah, it'll be uh, massive. Even just their addition on Mark Cooper on the power play, you know, like it was clicking very early in the season. It's gone through a... You know, ups yeah. and downs would be a very good, good way of putting it. But, you know, Mark Cooper just standing in his office there on that power play trying to get the puck down low there, it'd be crucial coming back. Yeah, massively. You know, Coops has obviously proven to everyone over the last two years what he can do. Um, so I don't really need to big him up too much. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, he'd be he's going to be a massive impact player when he comes back. And, you know, he's, he's definitely a leader on the ice and off the ice. So I think we're all looking forward to getting him back. Am I led to believe that he actually cut his own hair the other day? He did. He, that's <laughs> the, that's the options. That's that's the option. Yeah. 
I, call my, I, I cut my whole own hair every two weeks, mate. I don't know. I, know. I, should, I should do the same, but you know, I work in a barbershop, so I have to get yeah. someone else to do it. But no, yeah, he definitely did, he did it himself. I wasn't available, that's why. So, <laughs> too busy, just too busy. Yeah, I gave where him where to go from. Yeah, where do we go from here? Where we're going? Where I mean, obviously we're sitting in third place, aren't we? Is it third? Yes, third. Yeah, um, we're sitting in third place. Obviously, you know, you're. I think everybody's frustrated the way the season's gone. Um, we just haven't been able to, to to get a real run of games going after, you know, winning those thirteen games in a row at the at yeah. the start of the season, coming off the back of three CHL losses, and then just going on that run. What's changed with regards to? And obviously, yes, we understand the, the injury side of things. And that I don't I, I hate stealing Davies Thunder regarding his, his stats. He's a bit precious that way. But when we're looking at we're speaking to me CR day, and I think it's I'm not hundred percent, so Davy's gonna have to double check it. But I think we've missed 274 games of injured players this year already. And that's that's just absolutely ridiculous number. So basically, with you, if you look at Elijah Borrega played four games. He's missing now 47, 48, maybe 52 games we played this year now. Um, Mark Garside's exactly the same. Yeah, Miles Genron's missed. I think he's only played about 18 or 19 games. It, it's absolutely unbelievable. But how, how have we went from winning 13 in a row to struggling to try and get three or four in a row at the minute? Honestly, that's a, it's a difficult question. That's the frustrating question everyone has. Um, you know, and that's we're, we're literally working tirelessly behind, obviously, closed doors to make these wrongs right. Um, and you do see the glimpses of where, like us bringing it back. And then, you know, we we end up having an odd game here or there where it's, it kind of goes back to the bad stuff. But, you know, I think as as you you boys have said like we kind of what's you uh have you boys watched ted lasso absolutely i think i think the best quote from that was be a goldfish and i think yeah. some guys need to have that kind of mentality of i think a lot of, a lot of the guys beat himself up a little bit inside not like not in yeah. like not openly so like we can see it but i think there are guys that are beating themselves up inside and I think you kind of have to let go of the past to let the future unveil itself, kind of thing. Longer, I, I don't know if you're on social media. Well, but an unbelievable is. quote, by the way. I just yeah, made that up on the spot. Yeah. You just make that up. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get that tattooed or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> get on the wall behind me. Yeah. Look at the. Yeah. You know, when you look down the line of of um, again, all those injuries that have occurred. I don't know if you're on social media. You're not. If you are, you're not very active on. But mm. when you see, if you're on social media and you see comments coming from players, or not so much players, sorry, fans who are having a go at, at the way the, the team are playing, and we're all frustrated over it. You know, that's it, it's definitely hard to take as a as a as a, a guy who works with uh, closely with the team. And Davey and you know doing all the stats and every single week he's putting ours in it. We do the podcast every Paddy's exactly the same. We put all these hours into it, and we're all frustrated. And it's difficult to come on here every week and say the same thing to games and and you know it's it's it is. I mean, I don't know how Paddy and Davey feel about it. But that's the way I'm feeling. You know, you're sort of trying to you're not coming on here to absolutely rip you one as much as I rip you one in the dressing room all the time because you're a gimp. But you know, it's it's, it's hard to it's sometimes it's hard to take, but. 
high hard as it with the, the way things have changed. Like and you've you've went with the the flow. Social media has got more and more impactful and, and people putting views on there. What's your view on, on the whole situation with regards to fans having their say, which again they're entitled to have their say, but is there a line that they should maybe think about before the cross? Because yeah, yeah, that, that's just the, the question I'm looking trying to get um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, social media is definitely a very powerful tool now on the internet. Um, and, you know, I, I wouldn't dare have Jonah on social media until as old as possible because some of the stuff you do see on there is awful. Um, but from a fan point perspective, um, you know, like I learned from like, if you remember the hockey forum was around. Yeah, I, yeah. I would read that when I was like 16 and I'd have people commenting about how bad I played. But I mean, I was 16 years old playing in the EPL, like, give me a break. But at that but at that time, I was taking it bad and it would affect me a little bit more. So I learned at a young age just not to, you know, read into stuff. And, you know, and then also being a big football fan, I've had my certain say on footballers as well. So, you know. I, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Um, I think you just need to be able to take things with a pinch of salt and not get upset about everything that some people say. Listen, we really do appreciate your time here. One more comment in from a Michael okay. Barr who says, Hi, Longer. What's it like being a star? I am not a star. <laughs> <laughs> I am a barber who plays my <laughs> copy. What's, no. what's the hat all about? What's the hat all about? Uh, the hat was a, a freebie off a nice friend of mine. Uh, Taff gave it to me. Uh, <laughs> Gitchy gave it to me. For, uh, I don't even know Let's why. have a look at it. Let's have a look at it. North Coast. North Coast. North Coast NI. Yes. North Coast NI. Yeah, you know. I'm just pretty much. Is it a place or a company? Says I've, I've, I'm saying. Is that, is this, is uh, this it's, a, it's, a, it's a company up in Port Rush. Um, they do a lot of. Um, I mean, younger generation clothes. That's why I give it to him. Plus, that wouldn't have fit. It's like a so, so, so it's like melon. me is what you're saying. I, was, I wouldn't fit my head. People um, like me. Ah, uh, yeah, but, you know, yeah, I, something like that, Patty. But uh, no, they're they're based up in Portrush. Um, and we're trying to get something done with it at the minute too. Um, well, I don't want to spoil anything, so we're we're looking to maybe try and do something <laughs> with them in a minute. But they give us a few bits and pieces to hand out to the boys and and uh, Mister Longs wearing one of their caps. Fantastic. Laura, listen, really appreciate your time. Big thanks to Hannah for uh, for, for, for running yes. interference. And uh, <laughs> yes. good, good luck for the rest of the night. And uh, thank you. See you Definitely going to need it. No, thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. Cheers, Longer. Big thanks to Kieran Long, as always. Always good fun having him on the show. And he set up what we've got pretty oh, well. I was hoping well. you were going to say, oh, we've kind of covered games now. <laughs> <laughs> any other any other business let's have a look at them let's have a look at let's have a look at them um we'll start with the game that took place on wednesday yeah, just down the road from me here in uh Aldrium, where i got to see mr midgemsey as it was a 2-0 mm. lead after the first period for the belfast giants uh, with jeff bomb knocking it out of the air and cameron pound with his first professional goal um and all was okay until the third period. And I said, you're right, Davey. As I said, you, you, you take nothing for granted in that rink when they get momentum behind them. 
it, it just sort of snowballs, and that's exactly what happened. Dallas Earhart in the power play, Joe Morrow in the power play, Lauren Ullett in the power play, Samuel Tremblay, and then uh, Tyler Hinnom <laughs> with an empty netter made it 5-2 to the Manchester Storm. In goals, uh, Tyler Beskarani, 34 shots on five goals against Jackson Wesser. Sorry, Jackson Whistle, my mistake. Jackson Whistle, 34 and 5. Evan Wenger, 36 and 2. Your two referees were Chris Wells and the best referee from the Northeast, as I was told in person, Steve uh, Brown. Brown. David, never never take anything for granted in that rink ever. I learned that lesson from you on, what was it, Wednesday night, Valentine's night? We all spent Valentine's night with the Belfast Giants. Love you, see you, love you see you. Our, our true love. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, honestly, mate, as, as, as I said when we were talking to Kieran there, um, first 10 minutes were a bit choppy. Either way, opportunities going both ways, up and down the ice. Both goaltenders made good saves. And then the Giants kind of just took over the game. And as you said, it can be chaotic in that rink. Things happen fast. But, you know, the Giants really to control they, they we broke from end to end very quick that first goal comes from i think from a rush possibly from matt mcleod yep. and it pops up in the rgf bomb following in and then the second one you've got the same same kind of idea you know cameron prime breaking down the left wing and uh puts us 2-0 and honestly i i genuinely thought we were we were good value for it and we were fairly comfortable and then we obviously we take bad penalties. Uh, we talked about in, in the break about you know staying disciplined and there's there's the goal you know the Valentine shirt the ball the ball pops up the puck pops up and Jeff bombs on standby there just to pop it in. Um, you know the big bodies like Brian playing up front as he did on Sunday causing a bit bit of, bit of havoc and you know it just as they went out in that second period I was kind of thinking right the race to five is a good bet here but it just wasn't expecting us to concede five goals to the storm inside those 20 minutes now we had opportunities in that third period even when it went to two each even though there was only a minute in between you know we've, we've gone on a power play conceded shorthanded which we've, has been a bit of an Achilles heel over the last four or five games although the part the, the penalty kill on Sunday was exceptional um and then even at that three two down, we had opportunities. We've hit posts and we've we've created, but unfortunately, then you you roll the dice with the empty netter and they go to four two, and and then you know you're pushing everything to try and get back into it. Too big a hill to climb, but it just the 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 speed at which it turned, Paddy was was unbelievable. You know where I was standing, you'd walked round about two minutes previous, and I was like, but what happened? I couldn't believe it. You know, it was it was. I could not believe what I was saying in that first five minutes of the third period. I can't still what, can't really fathom it. What Manchester do well in that rink is spoil, especially in the neutral zone and getting sticks in the way and kill. Like you, you say about you, know, and I agree with you. I think in those first two periods we were we were excellent. It did take us around ten minutes to register a shot on goal. Like it was, it started off quite cagey, and you know, I argued, you know, the 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 um, the, the, the McLeod shot followed by bomb putting it in was probably our first or second shot on yep. Vinegar at that point, you know, and, but what, what I said, I know I, I did a bit of a, a, a Twitter spaces sort of thing afterwards. And I've said on that things can snowball in that rank. They really can. They, if, if they get an early goal and get momentum behind them, we have seen time and time again, where the Manchester storm know how to play on that ice. It's one of the things we spoke to, to Matt Ginn about just last week about, you know, making that home ice fortress for them and being able to use it, 
as like uh, like because they know how to play on it. It's it's soft, it's difficult, and and they know how to you know use that small rink. Says your thoughts. Yeah, you just knock the nail on the head. They know how to use it, um, and they know how to use it their to their advantage. It's some of our guys are used to playing on a rink that size, believe it or not, because in North America, obviously, we play in the Olympic size rink, which is wider and for defensemen. And, and trying to get used to it can be disorientating on occasion as well. But there's no excuse for for the way we. You probably collapsed a bit, you know. You, you always like to try and win your battle. You like to win your battles with. Um, you know, on the uh, on those, what do you call it, the penalty kill, and you like them, the special teams, you like to win those battles. And and you know, three power play goals in the third period against us. I know Jackson's going to want at least one or two of them back. Let's be honest. And you know, he's 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 big and brave enough to hold his arms up and on on occasions like that. But it, it just when you when you even plays like this, you know, you basically take a trip and call on that. They go back on the power play again. They get another goal. They get the extra skater on. Actually, I think in this one. Um, yep. the, the short they basically come up with a mark goal to make a three-two, and and that's that's the things that you know the heads go down. We've we've been in this position before where we've been up this year, and mentally, teams have caught us up. The perfect ones that the company four 0 lead in twentieth of December, that'll be ingrained in my head for a long, long time. You know, we were absolutely dominating them, and that's in the, the forty-minute mark, and in the third period, the fifth, sorry, the third period, we scored a couple more goals. And we thought it was all over. And 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 even being 2 0 up in a building like this, see if you're four or five nil up in a building like that, and they get going, it's tough to stop them. It really is tough to stop them. But I just thought we we lacked a bit of the mentally, we just we sort of just switched off on, on a lot of occasions. You guys were there, you know it's, it's difficult watching on the on the webcast and what it is being there. And and you know, as I said, the Apollo, I I said the message to our group, oh, my God, it looks like there was nobody in that building. Um, the way the camera was looking at it. Um, and then you said, oh, God, no, the one's on the other side. And when they scored that first goal, I heard it. Yeah. I literally heard it. And, and you could feel it, the energy building in the building. They get a second one very quickly. I think it was Sato took a tripping call, um, you know, to give them another opportunity. But when you're there and you're down, you're 2-0 you're up going into that, that game, third period, we should be doing better. Let's be honest. I mean, I know I listened to Adam's interview after the game and you can see how disappointed he was with it. And But... You can't take stupid, lazy penalties in a situation like that, especially in that barn, because it's a they, they're going to take more points off of people. They said it last week. You sort of expected a reaction after Ryan Finnerty had to go at them in the um, on the social media. We talked about it last um, last Tuesday night with Ginner. Um, but you know when he basically had to go at his players, you sort of expected a reaction, and he, he absolutely got that. And I think he'd be delighted because they went on to win on Saturday night um, before coming back into Belfast on Sunday. Let's hear those uh, post-game remarks from the coaches. 40 minutes. Uh, I loved our team's performance. Thought we were very good for 40 minutes. Um, take two penalties. Puck ends up in the back of the net. Game changes. And we lost our composure. Now that's uh, some mental mistakes there. Put us down 3-2. And another mental mistake. Puts us down 4-2. Kind of puts the game out of hand. Had a good pushback, hit a couple posts, but uh, too little, too late. Didn't get rewarded for it. Um, got to learn to keep your composure there. You know, when they get that first power play goal, and then we got can't take the second power play or take the second penalty. 
put them back on the power play when they're riding momentum, you know, and that's that's the game. But uh, first 40 minutes, I, I thought I saw a lot of good. Um, I feel for them, uh, but you got to play for a full 60, and you can't go uh, minus three on special teams. Yeah, I mean, I th- I don't think we were necessarily poor in the first period. It looked a little a little nervy, maybe. Um, obviously, grew into the game. I thought Belfast was really good for uh, the first two periods. There, they were kind of smothering. Didn't wasn't a lot of open ice out there. And then third period, power play got us going. Um, big goal there. They got a couple to to get us back, and you could just feel the kind of life on the bench grow, um, the energy, and and obviously that was our best period there. We uh, we were more direct. We were able to get some pucks in behind them there, and and we just skated. Um, we kept coming at them. The second period, I. I, the puck wasn't really bouncing for us, but we, we stayed with it, which I think is kind of a, um, different from the last weekend there where we kind of got off script and, and started maybe getting frustrated, where tonight you could see the it, we stayed pretty calm on the bench and just kept working, putting shifts together, and, and that's the result. Um, proud of the guys, the response there after a tough game on, on Sunday at home, so that one feels good. Quick turnaround, though. Uh, have to take care of ourselves and have Dundee coming in, and that will be a tough game as well. Um, one point before we quickly move on, gents, is the uh, the attendance. Uh, I know you you mentioned it there, says in regards to the people, but I for a Wednesday night um, in Altrincham, the number of Belfast Giants fans that have travelled over and the one there is one of the biggest attendance I've seen. Certainly midweek, I know half term is half term here as well with regards to the Trafford and and Stockport. So I know that that, that Manchester take a bit of advantage of that, which is great. But um, I've not seen that many midweek in Manchester for a long, 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 long time. And credit to all those who had travelled over, all those Giants fans who had made that trip over to Eldrin for that. It was great. And you, Davey, coming up to, to help out with Taff and uh, all the way up from Bristol. I think it was about 1,700 or so there. And I'm sure uh, easy 50-plus Giants fans. Easy, easy. Um, it was great to and see. I think, I, I think one thing that we have had, even though we've had you know our problems on the ice this season, we have been well followed in away rinks. I've I've been fortunate over the last couple of months to be to be able to get up there a few more games and, and yes, it was a bit of a long drive home on Sunday or on on or sorry, back to Bristol. Not home, I was home at the weekend. Um even though it was a long drive back to Bristol on whatever Wednesday night. Um it was good to see so many Giants fans packed out not away end and, and cheering the team right to the end there. Even I I still that that was giving me flashbacks there watching those highlights there. A 3-2 down, we were still in that game. We didn't stop trucking. The boys in the bench still went out every shift. And it was just, I think it was Adam saying in his post-game there, little mental mistakes, little penalties that we probably wouldn't want to, want to be taken. Probably spend all week working on not taking those sort of penalties. And then there are the mental mistakes Adam talks about. You take a stupid penalty, you, you throw a stick in and cause a trip, have a little hook, have a little slash, you know. And, and refs are, are hot on those things. Refs are hot on those little infractions rather than maybe sometimes necessarily the big infractions. And those little ones get cost and they're costly. They were costly that night. And Simon said, you know, even that last one there, I can't remember what school it was, somebody comes around and shoots a puck straight up the middle of the ice, there, a guy standing in the slot and bang, bang, it's in the back of the net. Instead of, it's very easy to say, man, shoot it right at boards, put it off a glass. But that's, you know, probably what the coach is saying in his head there or maybe not in his head but um you know we've got to be cuter in and around our own net defensively and i've been same talked about like we're playing 8d you know a couple of d playing up front we're still struggling we're still forcing our way through these these injury problems whether you like it or not want to call it out as injury problems or not 
no excuse organisation. We've got the players we've got. You got to go out and compete. Thought the compete level was okay, but just as as the coach said himself, there's a few little mental mistakes that ultimately cost us. That the tide turned too quick and we couldn't stop it. That's what it is. Highlights from that game were available on YouTube from Storm TV. We move on to Sunday, and it was a storm again. We got to have uh, a modicum, modicum of revenge. It was a 3-0 win for the Belfast Giants. Two goals in the first period. This time, Josh Roach and Travis Brown. That's four D-men scoring. Four D-men scoring uh, in the first period across the two games. Blake Spears getting the empty netter to round it off. 3 nothing. Um in nets, Tyler Beskarani, 32 shots shut out. Evan Venegar, 32 shots on. Two goals against Daniel Ferguson, David Good were your two um, referees. Says a few players back on the side, you see, like, you know, David Good wouldn't come on back, and it seemed to make a difference. It was a very scrappy game. Um, yeah. You know, there was a long, there was long passages of play that, you know, we penned them in on occasion. I think it was, you know, I think we got three. Uh, changes on at least twice in the second period. Um, you know, I thought that we we controlled the game. I thought we managed the game really well. Um, they had a couple of opportunities on the power play earlier on. Besco played well. Um, again, defensively, I, I commented on, on numerous occasions how good I thought that partnership with Roach and Baum was settling in. I thought they'd played really well together. I, I, I'd actually wrote on a bit of paper, probably... 20 minutes and not even at the end of the first period that yeah. Jeff Ball man the match. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, when you, he's obviously scored a goal last Wednesday night. Um, he's been, he, I think he's been brilliant this year. And, and, and I'm going to be honest. I said this again, Dave, he was with me on, on the pod, on the webcast on Sunday. Um, I would, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if he's our MVP this year. I really wouldn't. That's I think he's been that's a good I think he's been that good. He's been consistently good. He said, I've missed a couple of games with injuries, and he's probably come back a wee bit too early because he sees the guys are desperate to get guys back, but he doesn't skip a beat. And and since Rochi's come back in the lineup as well, I do like our our I do like the way we're playing defensively because I, I always like the offensive minded defenseman. You know, Rochi's not allowed to, not sorry, not afraid to jump up into the play. And he did that on occasion on on uh on Sunday as well. But I mean, look it's always important to try and get the, the, the first goal um, at home. You've got another big sold-out crowd. I was actually listening to a podcast um, from the States uh, during the week, and, and it literally was saying there, you know, it, it's unacceptable for for um, players not to give an effort when you've got a sold-out barn and people turning up to watch you in your own building and not, you, you don't turn up. Now, we've had disappointing performances this year at home when there's been big, big crowds in. And I was just really happy again to get that first goal the other night and obviously followed up by Travis Brown, who was just Johnny on the spot to make it 2-0. Um, we, we need to start taking advantage. And uh, offensively, we have struggled this year. There's, there's make no mistake about it. And you, I, I didn't even notice it, Paddy, until you mentioned that there a few minutes ago. Four of our last five goals have been scored by defensemen. Yeah, um, it's okay. Travis Brown is playing forward, so we'll you know say three and a half. But um, you know you've you've got those. It's a concern that right now we're not scoring enough goals. I said it a few weeks ago when we we're going to pump somebody, and we did. Um, and it is going to come down the line where again we're we're going to score a lot of goals one night when we just click. But 
it needs to be on a consistent basis because if it's not on occasion, if our top line isn't going, a lot of the okay. time we struggle. Pause that. Go on. No, you can't. You can't. I've got it. What do you want? Can't. You got. This is the the bar down. Do you have a good one? This this allowed says, and we we had a lot of um, we had a lot of discussion about this on the on the webcast. They obviously they went to your coach's right. challenge on it, and um, oh, you're playing straight from the red. That's in the Dropbox yeah. as well, mate. <laughs> no, I, I didn't realize it was in the Dropbox, mate. It's a um, yeah. So here, um, Oliver Cooper's outside the blue paint. He doesn't back in. If anything, Venner goes and makes contact with him. The puck's in the back of that night before there's really any contact. I don't know, Simon, did you get any further with what was actually was disallowed for? Go on. Goal 10 interference. Right, so Paddy, if you go, have you have you access quickly to the Dropbox to the, the uh, casebook that I stuck I've in? I've well, I talk about Jeff Baum while you're looking that up. Simon's saying about, I would, never, I would never try and analyse someone's skating or stick Hallen and say it's improved or it's got worse but just notably on Sunday night his skating his tight turns his edges are were so good on Sunday night his stick handling remember the little one Simon down behind the net the left he has a little sees the the, the forward coming in has a little look that way then yep. does a little dig going this way draws a penalty he looks like he's playing with a certain amount of swagger out there at the minute love to see it and I just think I'd I'd throw my hat in the and the uh, Jeff Bomb MVP has been very, very good this season. Consistent. is dug in through, as you all know, Simon, and, and probably said there, you know, there's probably games he could have chosen to, to sit out of with things himself and, and, and goes to work every night for the boys. And he loves this time, and this time she'd love him straight back. But anyway, have you got the case book there? No, maybe so, I've dropped box. See, up. I've, got, I've got nothing extra. Hang on, see if I can um If you can stick present. it up there, go for it. I might not be able to, but... But goalie I, interference. See, that's just come. Sorry, I'm I'm just looking at that play from the overhead camera, and OC is out of the paint. If anything, right. if anything, the goalie makes contact with him, and he's not. He's just basically causing a screen. The goalie, sorry, the referee instantly called no goal. Um, and I was sitting looking at it again. We we, you know, Davey and I were sort of watching the replay, and it just caught him out the side of my eye. Immediately that the referee had basically we have no goal, and I said, "David, look, this looks like you go to review." And because so, it, and I, I, I thought that that we had when it's with if the referee calls no goal, and it is that you know that. I mean, by the way, what a shot from David Goodman. I mean, that was heard. absolutely top cheese. But I thought that the referee can then go to look at it, which doesn't seem to be the case. Adam then called his coaching. Uh, basically said to go to the screen, he wanted to basically call a coach's challenge, which means that we then go on shorthanded. So you're you're not only getting penalised for losing the goal, which by the looking of that from the overhead camera, OC doesn't do anything wrong. OC's standing where he, he, Adam expects him to stand, screening the goal. You can see it here. He's, watch him. He's literally, he has a little look down there, standing right at the top of the, blue, the, the line itself. And the goalie comes out, and, and Venninger's a good goalie, make no mistake about it, but he comes out, maybe smartly, there's you can see it right now, and he makes contact with OC, if anything. So I, I was surprised to see, actually let me rephrase that, I wasn't surprised to see it disallowed, because the referee doesn't want to go back on his first decision, unless it's clear. But to me, that looks clear from the, from the overhead camera, that OC does nothing wrong. 
Uh, did you find your? Don't think it, I don't think it can. Um, I, I wonder can it do it this way? Hang on. Um, I don't know where. I don't know how to add it in, Patty. Let's be honest. I'm uh, an old fossil. Um, <laughs> two two weeks to you run the show, Debbie. I'm on holiday. The um... let's see. Let's see what happens here. Let's see what happens. I, I don't know whether. I don't know what. This sort of, this, this, this isn't the, this isn't the ideal way of showing it, but situation five C. This is the double IHF rule book. Um, when you go through the things about goaltender interference, you can go to situationals and a situation here five C. If an attacking player skates in front of the goalkeeper outside the crease at the same time as the goal is being scored, the attacking player remains in motion and and impairs the goaltender's ability to defend their goal. The goal is allowed. So as long as he's outside that crease. Even if he makes incidental contact with the goaltender, the goal should be allowed. So I, I, look, it, it didn't matter in the in, at the heels of the hunt, but I think they got the call wrong. Happy to be corrected by one of our our friends in, in stripes, but I don't see what the um. I just think that a mistake. It's one of those, isn't it? Um, where were we? So yeah, but a, but a three nils up. Sorry, threes up win at home says the, the take it like that is. Considering the way that we went on Wednesday, is a bit of a tonic. Considering you know, the the last few weeks, yeah, I mean it, it's been important to try and get those wins, especially at home. You know, we need to start picking up more wins at home. We've we've our record at home this year hasn't been fantastic compared to what it normally is. But you know, when you go on the road and, and you've got I think I say I think it's ten home games we've got left um, between now and the end of the season. Uh, you know, it's 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 important we try and take advantage of the of one of the crowd getting behind you because the crowd have been absolutely fantastic and and um, if we can do that and pick up you know individual wins at every time we play, we're we're going to be in a better place moving forward. Also, great to see Blake Spears getting his first goal yeah. um, and Tate as well. So um, he's a good player, by the way. He is a really good player. Very impressive. And just want to just want to go back a wee bit on what Davy Davy touched on, what he thought about. Um, uh, Bomber um, and his, you know, his, his skating ability and his edges. He puts a lot of work into that. I watch him yeah. at every single practice. He literally puts four pucks right in front of the the benches, and he say he'll he'll, he'll he'll basically go on his inside edges and his outside edge in one foot, go round and round and round, and he spends so much time on that every single practice. Um, so is it a fir- he- is it a fair comment then that he's improved? Absolutely, 100%. And, he, and, and he's putting the effort in, and that's paying dividends. I, I, I didn't want to presume and say, Jeff Bomb's got better. That's not my place to say that, but I Bom- feel like just watching, just watching him, he's become a better skater. Bomber's one of the first on the ice every single day. Um, he's also the guy that warms the goalies up, and let's be honest, I mean, you've, when you have three goalies out there and they're all taking probably six or seven minutes shots to get warmed up, that's it's a lot of shots that he's taken. Um, it also helps that he I think he's, I mean, he's he's got five goals this year, has he? Um, which is obviously you know important as well. But uh, I I just I love him. I, I absolutely love him. I think he's a he's a great guy in the room. He's a great guy off the ice as well. Um, and you know what he brings to the setup for our for our team is is top top notch. And um, again, I I get to see what he does. I was sitting I was sitting on the bench on Saturday morning before the game. Sorry, Sunday morning. Um, he would come in for a morning skate and literally, you know, just watching him doing his, his edge work, and it's, it's he's absolutely brilliant at it. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's thoroughly deserved that, that um, he could potentially be. Well, I, I if I've got a vote for him for an MVP, and we've got a 
down the line, he'll definitely be getting my vote this year. I think I think it's a really good shout, Sis. I think he's been really, really impressive this season. Like you say, he came back from that injury, and we said it at the time. He seemed to come back from that injury maybe a bit too early, as you said. He hit the ground running. He hit the ground running. He was one of the best players on the ice, which was which was fantastic to see. Really was fantastic to see. Um, let's get the uh, let's get the thoughts of the coaches uh, from Sunday post game. I can't can't blame our guys. I thought we we battled, we competed, uh, lost a couple bodies in the game there, and um, against the team that, that was was well rested, and we we had a travel day today. Um, a lot of hockey here, but what I, what I liked is we got down early and kind of a a seeing eye puck there on the power play and they got another one, but instead of hanging our heads, we kept pushing, we kept pushing. Um, I thought Besco played really well, made some saves, uh, hit a couple posts and just didn't really have a puck, any puck luck tonight. Couldn't find a way to, to get that first one over the line. And, but overall I thought it was a good hockey game, uh, back and forth, two teams that that competed really hard out there was not a lot of open ice. And, um, those are the type of games that you'll see kind of the rest of the way out. I think those kind of playoff type games. And, um, again, not disappointed with my guys with the effort, Um, I think we play like that a lot of nights. We'll we'll find a result, but it just wasn't meant to be. I think every night is tough, first of all. Um, But I thought Manchester came out well. Um, You know, I think sometimes playing the night before actually helps. Uh, You're just just playing another game, whereas, you know, we had a complete day off yesterday. Hard to get ice in in Northern Ireland on a Saturday. So uh, the guys got some rest yesterday, and we skated this morning. I thought it took us a few shifts to really get going, and, I thought Besco was real solid there early on. There was a couple of point shots were bouncing off things, but he was solid there and gave us some time to find our feet. And I thought the power play got us going. Uh, some real big penalty kills. Obviously, a big goal by uh, Travis Brown. Right, uh, you know he's filling in on forward for us and had a big game for us. Um, some huge blocks on the penalty kill. Penalty kill went five for five. It's an area of that's uh, that's not been the best as of late for us. But uh, tonight it was huge. Um, you know, so special teams was the difference uh, again tonight, and uh, uh, you know it was certainly the difference on Wednesday for for Manchester. So that's probably the difference between the both games. One other point from this. Uh, one other point from this is is um, net guards and the referee giving a penalty for no net guard. Yeah, there was a penalty called in the I believe it was the second period. Um, I think it was Matt Murphy that got the call, but Davy and I, I, I was I was following the puck. The puck was at the other end, but Davy kept on seeing the referee pointing at the player, and um, it was it was it was basically the penalty was coming across as illegal equipment at once it was called. But the referee looked like he was warning him to tie to basically do his neck guard up after obviously the the new rule came in the first of January. That you've got to have your neck guard tied up and it's got to be on at all times. Um, I then got a text from Luke Fisher and uh, let me know what the call was. And it was the it's the first penalty I've seen of it now being called. But a lot of the guys, a lot of our guys especially, have the um it's like a it's like a t-shirt with the neck guard on it. So it sort of stays in place, whereas some guys have only got the neck guard. It's it's not the most comfortable thing to wear, but if it's gonna help the game regarding safety levels, then I'm all for it. Uh, but there was, a, as I said, Matt, yeah, there you go. Matt Murphy called for a legal use of equipment, and it was coming down to the net guard. And does say Davy seen him pointing at the at the player a couple of times, um, and I think he gave him every opportunity to basically get it done. I don't know if it's he has to leave 
the ice to go and get it done, and he, then he wouldn't leave, and that's why he was called. That bit's still a bit of a grey area, um, but it did look like the referee gave him every opportunity to to do the net guard up, and, and obviously he ended up calling the penalty because it wasn't done. Davey? Listen, the, the, this equipment, um, especially in that guard, will develop over time in the in the uh, the quality and stuff of it at the minute. Uh, well, I don't see how that's going to change, but it's just a little Velcro on the back of the neck there, and, and it's it's obviously popped loose. The the ref, the, I think in this instance, is credit. Me and Simon were trying to guess. I was trying to guess, and I had his helmet came off, and we hadn't noticed he hadn't gone straight. To, had a was he had he a broken stick in his hand? I was trying to think of illegal equipment um, infractions, but the ref was clearly going off. Off, off, you know, get, 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 and which I think with this being quite a new rule is how I would want it to be implemented without it being you're straight off for it. Yeah. Go and get your neck guard done up there, come back on, and um, obviously he didn't, and he's got called for it. I think the the Manchester Storm captain was pretty animated about it being a penalty. Um, I don't know whether, and in, in this instance, should they be blowing the play dead? And, and go on to both benches and go on, like, this is a warning, lads, make sure everything's done up, or whether you go... It, it's a tough one, so. Simon. You I, don't? I, I don't think so, David. I think it's been made very clear from my understanding. Okay, I, I don't obviously know. I don't know yeah, exactly it's how it's as, been relayed. I think it's the same as a helmet. If you if you yeah. basically lose your helmet, you're not allowed off. to just... Yeah, you've got to get off the ice. So if your yeah. neck guard comes loose, I think, it's, I think it's along the same lines. You've got to get off the ice yeah. um, and get your neck guard. And I, I'm pretty sure that's why he was called, because he wouldn't go off the ice. Yeah, um, no, which was he aware? Was he? I mean, obviously, we can't hear what the referee's saying from where we were. But was he aware that it's that's undone and it was sort of coming loose? I I don't know. The only person uh, I'll be able to answer is Matt Murphy. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, my understanding is if it's the same as you lose your helmet. You're, I think, you're allowed to grab your helmet if it's on the way to the nope. bench, but you're not allowed mm. to nope. not allowed to go back and grab it and then go to the bench. You're not allowed to lift it and put it on and and, and continue in the play. Um, but I think it's the same sort of line that everybody's well aware of what the rules are. Some might forget about it. I don't know, but on the, on the yeah. situation, I think the referee gave him every opportunity to do the neck guard back up again, and obviously he was called for because he didn't do it. The, yeah, to be fair, from our own end, I've heard Taft going down before the game to do it up, do it up, do it up. You know, no end warm up as well. No excuses, boys. Get it done, and uh, so he's making sure that the the warm up and the train, uh, so as the play, so they just get used to. It. It's a bit of equipment that will need evolution, um, because as, as Simon said, it's cumbersome. It's new to them, um, but obviously it's it's something that's going to be. We'll discuss, I'm sure, more in the future. And that's it. When a new when a new well, a new rule. You know, it's it's a it's an expansion of an existing rule, but when a new rule like that comes in, you you, you want to see the referee sort of have a, not leniency, but have understand there's a grey area where players will try to understand you know how it comes in, and how it comes out. Yeah. Anyway, let's crack on. But the highlights in that game are available from our very good friends at Belfast Giants TV, and the commentary from the two gentlemen here was excellent, as it always is. Um. Right, Shane Long's interview. We have them. I'm going to be chatting with him tomorrow, and we'll be sharing with that. First of all, I'll stick it on the brand new WhatsApp channel for AVFTV. So if you want to get the first of that, it'll be on the AVFTV WhatsApp channel tomorrow, and then it will follow on Thursday on all our shows on Thursday morning. Let's chat with Shane with, with Shane Owen, where I'm going to be talking oh. talking about you know his time in Belfast, uh, CHL times, so going back to Fife, and and you know. 
so so we'll chat to him tomorrow and then we'll share it on our whatsapp channel and then it'll be on the socials on thursday morning he was unfortunately unable to join us tonight um right a couple of things i asked a couple of people for uh asked if anybody had any questions let's have a tackle a couple of them that had come in on twitter um Mark McLaughlin, what can be done to improve refereeing in the league? We aren't the only ones complaining about the poor calls against us. The ref need more support as well, but it's tough at times. Could making them up help or more investment in training and oversight? Uh, is that, is dollar, that dollar, 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 mate. Um, while these guys are on, I, I don't know what the, the the financial incentive is to do, but they're all, as far as I know, there's none of them are full-time professional hockey referees. Um you know yourself the, the more investment in things the more investment in training camps the more investment in seminars and and lessons learned i don't know whether that's put into um i don't know whether the goal for example that's ruled out put into a refereeing whatsapp group or a referee and you know group wide email this is why we disallowed it and then Mike Hicks maybe says, well, this is what you could have done, or or good call, or bad call, or whatever. I don't know what the lessons learned are, but everything will ultimately come down to the ability to pay for those kind of things. So I don't think referees are badly paid, don't get me wrong, but um, I don't think there's not there, there's certainly not enough money in it to make it a living. I'm looking to see, trying to find out which episode it was we had um, Andy Dalton on on the show because remember he spoke at that time about trying also investing in investing in referees to make them sort of semi-professional and and giving them that sort of time that it isn't just you know it isn't just like turn up and get your expenses try to put some financial investment into into giving that and that's something that you know and we heard um tom darnell on the three on three podcast you were saying about more investment in the referees as well says no light comment <laughs> Listen, well, no, I think, I, fair I think enough. You know, I think David's got a point. You know, they like I I've been critical of the, the, the officials, and I think it's fair to say. But uh, I know they have a tough job. It's just frustrating when it, when we things happen that you know you you want the game to flow as smoothly as possible. And you know, I thought they actually did a decent job on Sunday. You know, they've got the. I don't know where they've got the kid Frederick Monet. Um, I don't know if he's if he's a swap from Belgium or France or whatever. I don't, I really don't know. Um, he seems to be a, a good decent addition to the the linesman uh, this year. <laughs> it's 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 just I think Davy's right. It needs investment. Um, but it's a it's a difficult thing to invest in because you need to be bringing. You know, look, we bring the we bring the NCAA officials over here for the friendship board. They're going to be here again in, in October. Is that an opportunity? Will they do like a training camp with them? Yes, they will. Absolutely. They've offered it before. I don't know how easy or how much money it would cost to bring, you know, all the officials over here to, to listen to the, the NCAA officials who have, you know, have a lot of experience. Um, a lot of them have, have refereed in the AHL, the ECHL, um, and then they also do the NCAA as well. So I don't know if it's something that they can maybe do with that. I, I really don't know how much... If there's a if there's seminars, if there's coaching uh, for referees during the season, or if it's just a, a something at the start of the season, I really don't know. But if there's if there's money that can be invested into it, then it absolutely should be. Um, I think it, it's one of those ones where you know it, nobody's going to um, turn. If, if anybody turns down development of the officials, then they, they need to be have a word in their ear because the whole 
EIHL has got better. Um, the officials, again, uh, they I just think there should be a, a lot more development in them to try and help them on their roles or in their roles within referees and games. Um, I'll, say, I'll say one other thing in closing, Paddy. None of these referees in the EIHL certainly are becoming millionaires of the bag of this. They're in it for the love of the game. Yeah. Now, they mightn't love Belfast and they mightn't like traveling to Belfast and they mightn't each might have personal teams that they like or dislike a little bit more and whether that affects them or not, that's irrelevant. The, their their intentions are good in that they love the game of hockey the same way we love the game of hockey. And I said it before the start of the game on Sunday with Simon as well, no refs, no game. They are part of the furniture and they're to be respected and that's to be reciprocal. Uh, one from Kev Madden. Um, has the league taken a step back this year by not having a TV deal? <laughs> Who do you want to answer that first? Whoever wants to go first on that one. But personally, yeah. Uh, go on, sis. Hey, look, I thought you were putting your hand up. Good for like, they, these things aren't easy to organise. Uh, obviously, Correct. There you go. the league being sponsored yeah. in the last couple of years by Viaplay, um, it was it was great. Um, would be like, the, the games we've shown on Sky Sports, would we like them to be shown on BBC Red Button? Would like them to be shown on on oh, I'd love them to be shown permanently. Absolutely, I, I think it'd be great for the game. But these things take time. When you lose a, a sponsor like Via Play, who you know that's that's their business, um, and they they I mean I think they it's not just losing the sponsorship deal. It's literally they clamp down with everything they do in the UK now. I think they only do a, spot, a couple of sprinkling of different events. But um, it, it's it's always going to be difficult. Obviously, our friend Brooksy now is, is commercial director over there, and I I'd be very surprised if he's not working hard trying to get something done. I agree. Like, I, I just think it takes a bit of time. It is, you know, yes, it'd be ideal. But then you also look at the opportunity that the league, the teams have of making that extra income with regards to webcasts. That's an important revenue stream for all teams as well. And if you have whether it's Fab Play, Satanta Sports. BBC, it doesn't matter who it is. If you had a TV deal coming in there and taking three or four or five games a season from one particular team, and you know, it seemed to be getting a lot of the teams like say, Cardiff got a lot of games, Sheffield got a lot of games, Nottingham got a lot of games, and you know, it, it's easier to, to, to have the space to put a big bus out the side of all those arenas or a big truck out the side of those arenas to have the production company put in place. But it's 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 by all means, it'll be fantastic if we could. And as I say, I'd be very surprised that Brooksy and the IHL guys behind the scenes aren't trying to get something done, whether for the remainder of the season or the playoffs or maybe just next season. I really don't know where we are with that right now. It's interesting because like, we all want better exposure for this league. We remember the comments from, from um, Tony Smith years ago that this is the best kept secret in sport in UK sport and frustrating because you think, well, you've got the opportunity, you've got the resource behind you to try to make that not the case. We are, and we also see a great crowd at, uh, in Manchester midweek, a phenomenal crowd in Belfast over the last you know, couple of months. You know, the, the the actual interest is certainly there, and the, getting the further exposure and getting you know TV exposure, getting news exposure, getting you know. But the problem we have at times, and I, I've said this before, is that sometimes the coverage is social media, you know, and and that's fine, that's fine. You know, the, the social media is a tool there to be used, but sometimes 
you feel that if you weren't on Twitter, if you weren't on Facebook, if you weren't on YouTube or that, there, there's very few places you'd get some real updates on what's going on. You uh, you hear it on Radio Ulster, you hear the scores from time to time, you, you sometimes hear you know Cool FM, obviously, with the links there. But it's frustrating at times because there is a product there that is going from strength to strength that could be getting wider exposure. And there's no doubt that Brooksy's working hard and that Luke Fisher's working hard and that Mike Hicks is working hard and that the league overall, from an infrastructure point of view, is improving. Hopefully, moving forward, we find that next level. You know, is it a is it a, a YouTube magazine show? Is it a you know, is it links with the BBC? Is that? But like, it it doesn't come like that. It really doesn't. And I know that there's people that are saying, you know, why don't we have like a, a game center for all the streams? Again, it doesn't happen like that when the streams are being run by a whole load of different organisations or different you know, guys. Who are set. You've you've Pete Ballinger and Coventry. You've got the guys in uh, Dundee Stars TV. You've got our great setup that we have at Giants TV. It doesn't just that you go all pull together and say, listen, we're going to sell this on the cheap to everybody because that's not how this happens. It isn't how it happens. This is a revenue stream for all clubs, and they, they all produce their own product. And and that's why you get the product that you do and, and great product that it is. Because without the streams, well, I wouldn't be able to watch most, most if not all, of the Belfast Giants home games. Buy this one. Can't wait to get home. But it's the, it is frustrating that there's not a TV deal. But what that TV deal is and how it benefits the league is the most important part of it, and we'll see what comes forward. I just think it's again, it, you know, there's there's a lot of of, of um, eyes to be dotted and t's to be crossed when it when it comes to these things. I guess and it, it just takes time to get it sorted. I I just feel that you know the IHL have, have made massive strides over the last few years in in a lot of different areas, um, and uh, again putting Brooksy in spot and in, in place with commercial directors are great. Spot as well. He's a good guy, and, and he'll, you know, he'll he'll basically do whatever he can to to make it better again moving forward in the next year. But um, like it, it's always a difficult when you don't see the product. I mean, I think I, I can't remember where I seen it, but I think there was fifty thousand fans for the IHL games this past weekend. Um, and for for like I'm not demeaning um any other sports, but you know when you see the likes of of netball or you see the likes of of our sports on Sky Sports, I, I just don't get it. I just can't. I, I do. At all. I I do. I like it's because the likes of netball are more easy facilitated. As in, you pick up a ball, you throw it in a net, and every school can have it, every playground can have it, and that. Whereas hockey isn't that sort of game that is easy to, easy to get into. So, the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of schools play netball. Thousands upon thousands of schools play basketball. Thousands upon thousands of play play football, and therefore it's probably easier for the likes of Sky to basically put that on and know they're going to get a higher audience. Whereas ice hockey, as as big as the crowds are, it's not going to be one that instantly comes. And with all due respect to the the product that's put on, it is much better in person than it is on television. Yeah. And there's no uh, doubt about that. Well. Yeah. But it's a, it's a great question. And hopefully, you know, I know that Brooksy and all those guys are working hard and we'll see what comes of it. And, you know, there, there's real opportunity there. there. The tools are there to do it. And and hopefully, hopefully we, we see better stuff from in the seasons coming forward. 
Um, right, let's. We're going to crack on. Thanks to everybody. There's a couple more questions that are on YouTube. Sorry, on on Twitter and the likes. And in true Davy Majemsi fashion, I will uh, answer those <laughs> after the show. Big shout out to Neil, the coach Russell. And the, um, let's quickly run you through little bits of news. Um, I was going to do the. I was going to do the dops. We didn't do the dops last week, but I'm not going to do it now because it doesn't really matter. Felix Parry got a headbutt. Uh, three games, but I couldn't be asked to do that. To be honest with you, go and have a look at it in the, on the website. <laughs> um, there have been uh, there have been fourteen games played since we last recorded a view from the bridge last week, uh, including yeah. a full suite of a, a full suite of fixtures last Wednesday night. Um, Cardiff continued their winning streak with two victories over five and one over Dundee. I believe they're now twelve games unbeaten as they head into Nottingham on Wednesday night before a top of the table cra- clash against the runaway Steelers on uh, Saturday back at the Kyle Bond Arena. Um, Sheffield themselves also had a six-point week, shutting out Guildford at home, beating Nottingham 6-4 at home, and uh, then returning to Guildford f- for a come-from-behind uh, win to take the points in a feisty and physical affair. Um, Sheffield's march on the title continues undaunted. Um, the Blaze traded wins with the clan, both holding... At home, though the clan took an extra point from the OT loss in Coventry, an OT game between the clan and Coventry. Who, who who'd have thought? Uh, Danny Stewart's side went on to compound Guildford's build-up uh, to the cup final with a three-two win at the Sky Dome. Uh, Nottingham took two wins this week, both at home, five-one over Dundee, and three-two in overtime over Fife. And they seem to be getting a bit of wind in their sails, Davy, just as the Giants prepare to come in this Sunday. Yep. <laughs> uh, Tyler Henwood gets number three in the uh, in the the goals of the goals of the week from the from the um, from the league. Uh, finally, point final point there. Uh, Geneva defeated uh, Skellefteå three two in tonight's Champions Hockey League final. Become champions of Europe. Congratulations to them. Um, one last thing to do before we have a quick look at the games is uh, the league table. As you can imagine, Sheffield still 14 points up on the Cardiff Devils. They become the first team to qualify for the playoffs. 69 points from 38 games. Uh, 37 games played by Cardiff, and it's 55 points. Then we're 46. We're, uh, what's that, 11, no, nine points back within the game extra played. Guildford are just behind us on 43 points. Coventry, 42. Dundee in sixth on 38, as are... Uh, level pegging with the Manchester Storm um, on 38, which I don't understand because Dundee have fewer regulation wins. Don't know how that works. Surely Manchester Storm should be above the Dundee Stars. Anyway, um, Glasgow, 35 points from 38 games. Fife, 35 points from 41 games. And Nottingham, 31 points from 36 games. Uh, this weekend's games for the Belfast Giants. We are at home on Saturday night at 7 p.m. to the Fife Flyers at the SSE Arena. Get yourself down there or follow it on Giants TV. And then we travel on Sunday, 4 p.m. at the NIC to take on the Nottingham Panthers. Uh, if you're not traveling over that, you'll be able to join Jono and Dan Green on Panthers TV. Any other business, gentlemen? Yeah. Um... Um, Oh, there's one yet. Sorry, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. No, go ahead. I was going to say Saturday's game is a special game because it's the uh, it's the Cowboy Night. 
Let's go. And yeah, it's a big so. shout out to the to to the Jeffs Bombs senior and junior, but most specifically the senior one. Well, yeah, Jeff Bomb and uh, Autoplex Customs are sponsoring the game on Saturday. Um, they're gonna have quite a few e um things going on. I don't wanna give I don't think I'm allowed to say it just now, so I don't wanna what? give it away to buddy. He's got a few giveaways to, to hand out as Jeff Bomb, you know, loves to do. Um, but one thing we have up for grabs is an Autoplex Customs baseball cap signed by Sheldon Keith and Adam Keith. It's on our AVFTB um, for that. Uh, site, well, Twitter, and all that nonsense now. So please go along and buy raffle uh, tickets from it. They, it, it, all profits after you take out the raffle site fees, all profits will be split between Alzheimer's Society and the, the Cancer Fund for Children. So thanks again to Jeff for organizing that cap and obviously the. Sheldon and Adam. Um, don't think there's too many things that have been signed directly by those two guys, um, but it's up for grabs, and hopefully we can raise a few more extra pound to, to put into the coffers of our two recognised charities this year. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Of it's uh, it's with, with, with quite a few things happening, and again, I don't want to say what is happening. That that's up to our comms team to put that out, and they'll probably put that out in the next couple of days. Which it um, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how the how to take on it, but there's some cracker things happen. <laughs> there's that cap signed by uh, by the Keith brothers. Get on raffle on the on the, uh, the raffle is through the socials. You can get on the Belfast Giants and, and the View from the Bridge uh, Twitter account and get involved in that. Um, anything else, gents? Nope. One I want to mention is little Felicity Clark. Um, there's talk that she's going to get home from hospital soon. Felicity was born. What are you pointing at, Simon? I have one more thing, so I just remember. All right, Felicity was born. It was late, just about a one pound in weight. Tiny, tiny. Born very, wow. very, wow. very premature. In fact, I I think I'm going to say she was born at like something mad, like 24, 25 weeks or something. And she's been in hospital for like 16 weeks. And she's really only coming up to her, her due date. Um, up to about five pounds. Mum and dad, massive Jimmy and um, Jimmy Clark. Uh, massive Belfast Giants fans so um, hopefully it'll be good news and Felicity will be probably not in the arena this season Simon but I'm sure we look forward to welcoming her I have no doubt in September October time when she's coming up on a year old she'll be draped in some tail and taken down the arena so Jamie and Felicity and the rest of the family good news look forward to seeing you at the rink fantastic just one last thing I could kind of remember how I forgot about this week man Blake's in hospital. Yes. Um, he's in Birmingham right now. Um, he's getting a lot of tests done. Um, we are thinking about doing man. Hope you're okay. Um, I seen him on Friday night, and uh, he's just a, the wee man's just a legend. So, um, hopefully you get everything done very very quickly and you get back to watch the games again. I know you had to put through my commentary on on uh, on Sunday with Davey. So uh, sorry about that. But um, I know he'll be going buck mad on his, his bed in the hospital right now. So. Uh, Love you, wee man. Hope you're okay, and we'll speak to you soon. Let's here, go, here, Blake. Here, here. I was re- I was reading what's going on. I was reading Christine's post Unreal, and man. just and seeing what that wee man is is willing to, you know, hang in with. It's superb. So and and like pray like for wisdom for those doctors and all that are going to do this kind of stuff and and the other families that are involved in this kind of thing. Just it's it's insane what humanity can. 
can do in terms of like clinical stuff it's it's amazing and and we hope medical it goes science, really man. really well for medical science panic that's what the medical word i was science. looking for medical, clinical, I, uh, clinical i said clinical magic medical science is probably medical a better science, term, yes. medical science <laughs> i always said it's an absolutely phenomenal thing uh, like i don't think my two parents would be around at this moment in time if it wasn't for for medical science you know it's uh, phenomenal what they can do so yes we were thinking of of breaking all those guys at, the, at this moment in time so yep fantastic um Right, two games, I said. Giants at home to the Flyers. Can't wait to get that myself. Saturday, 7 p.m., SSE Arena, Giants TV. Says, I'm not going to be in any place to join you because I'm going out in the afternoon. So uh, I'll pop up and say hello. <laughs> but um, it's my brother's birthday. Um, happy birthday to our Jarlath, but it's next week. But uh, but I'll not be in any uh, position to... That's to fine. David says he's coming home again. So right. sort that out. Are you coming? Are you no, coming I go, I, no, no, I'll be hopefully getting in the truck on Sunday, but up to Nottingham. All right, how it is. Um, yeah, that game Saturday, 7 p.m., SSE Arena, and then Panthers against the Giants on Sunday at 4 p.m. And join Jono and Dan Green for that on Panthers TV. Big thanks to Kieran Long for joining us. Big thanks to everybody who's been interacting with the show through all, all this on, on the chat box and on Twitter. Uh, big thanks to you too, gents, as always. Um, you get us at AVFTV on AVFTV on Twitter. You can get us Facebook. You can get us on Twitter and YouTube and uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, what on earth is a WhatsApp channel, asked Jimmy Taylor. Everyone You'll put the link on Twitter, Patty, yeah? I'll put the link on Twitter, Jimmy. I'll put the link on Twitter. You'll be able to find that there. It's uh, another, You can get us on our WhatsApp channel. Um, or you search for it as well on WhatsApp, you'll be able to find it. Try to use it and try to put little bits and pieces on there, and that uh, will stick the uh, we'll take we'll stick the Shane Owen um, interview or parts of it up before we stick it on our socials. So catch that tomorrow evening. And all with that, gents, um, I'll see you at the weekend. Says I'll see you soon, Davey. Um, wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge. Sports Social Podcast Network.